1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV's coverage of HBO's Succession. So this is our well, eighth Succession episode. This is the seventh episode of the season. We did a little season four hype episode. So we're, I guess, one ahead of the actual show. This episode was titled Tailgate Party, I believe. There's no the in front of it. And if there was, I don't give a fuck because I don't remember really <laughs> like it being there. So before we get into... What was actually on the second watch an amazing episode we got a lot of characters returning which is very fun huge ensemble a lot of cast members in this episode before we dive into all of that at this point you know the drill best way to support us is just subscribing on whatever you are listening on or watching on if you're on youtube benchtowntv.com is our like website it's kind of the hub of all things benchtown every episode of every show we've covered is easily accessible that way if you don't want to just have to scroll through everything that we've done on uh, Spotify or Apple Music, then the best way to just get the shows in order and also alphabetical order is just bingetowntv.com. If you're listening on our Succession specific feed, which is just Bingetown TV or Succession of Bingetown TV Podcast, make your way to the Bingetown TV Podcast main feed. Everything's on there. We just started Silo on Apple TV, which is a fantastic show for the first two episodes. We just wrapped up The Mandalorian. Yellow Jackets is almost pretty much unlocked lockstep with Succession. So we'll be doing that for the rest of the month as well. And obviously more things to come in the future. So that out of the way, we'll move into the main event, the real reason why everyone's here. Succession, Episode 7, Tailgate Party, and the wonderful Kathleen will be kicking us off with our executive summary. Ooh, and busting out the shades. A little like
0: Jerry that. vibe. I would also like to say that we dropped a Barry episode on the succession feed because it was a little HBO action. Uh, we covered the final season, just episodes one through four, and then we'll cover five through eight as well. So check those out. Great but plan. that's not why we're here. Yeah, We are here for the executive summary. So, <clears throat> On election eve, Father Sexmas and Shiv decide to take over the tradition to throw a good old-fashioned tailgate party. At the start of the episode, despite the awkward Scorpion debacle, the pair seem to be in a good place for them. But as the episode goes on and Shiv continues to throw Tom under the bus in favor of her own agenda, we get an absolute smackdown, no-holds-barred screaming match on the balcony for all guests to see. Tom is tired, y'all, and I don't blame him. Unfortunately, Tom-Shiv endgame is looking really bleak. Kendall proves that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree as Rava basically has to remind him that he even has a daughter and he claims I'm breaking my back and it's all for them. Very Logan ish. He also attempts to wheel and deal with Nate who aptly reminds him that he is not Gil and Kendall is not Logan and that is a very good thing. Roman was a huge dick this episode to our beloved Connor, and I felt that needed its own sentence in the summary because us conheads will not let the stand oh, in an, Okay. in an attempt to get Manchin more votes. And for the good of the Republic, he tries to offer Connor jobs in a bunch of different countries doing God knows what, but he is unable to get the deal closed. Shout out to Willow for being one of the few people with some morals in the show. Plus, no nukes, no Connor. Roman is also addicted Jerry in this episode, in which I say, get that eye-watering amount of money, girl. Us Jerheads will not let this stand. In regards to the deal, the CE bros hit a gold mine when Ebba reveals that the Gojo numbers are funky, freaky, and definitely inflated. They also, ca- they also catch wind of the blood bricks and hair, which is just icing on the cake. Matson and Kendall get in an awkward, hilarious showdown at which Matson calls Kendall's numbers gay, which spoiler alert is my favorite thing on earth. This all leads to Kendall pulling a reverse Viking and telling Frank that Waystar should acquire Gojo with one person wearing the crown, a.k.a. himself. Lastly, the funeral management committee is adjourned as Roman steps up to the plate to be the one to speak. Season four has been a slew of big events gone wrong. Logan's birthday, Connor's wedding, this tailgate party. I, for one, can't wait to see this shit show. Tight 90 of a funeral. But before we get to that, it's election day, baby. Let's go. All
1: right, let's go. I like that. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> That's good. I felt like we were just chatting thank between you. friends right there.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Don't need these. Either. As
1: we are. Oh, of course. As we are. Um, okay. I mean, at that point, we can just roll right into moments, Kathleen. I got it. We'll- <laughs> so we'll do moments first. <laughs> would-, would anyone like to... Actually, I guess we'll start by saying we, all three of us, agreed before recording that the balcony scene between Tom and Shiv is the obvious choice for everyone, best scene in the episode one of the best scenes potentially in the show most likely i would say probably top five of the season for sure so we're gonna not choose that one we're all just gonna agree that was the best and we'll kind of roll in with with our second choices and looks like alex was nominated by kathleen right there to go first so
2: points the mic right at my face (laughs) okay well this isn't my favorite moment, but I'm just going to have to to emphasize your numbers are gay. (laughs) And we can say that because we're two queer women. Sorry, everyone else. It just was so juvenile and stupid. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But the real one, and this was also in the summary and the quote, but when Kendall went full Logan and was like, you don't even understand, like, I do this all for them. It was just like. Chef's kiss. I just thought that was perfect succession, perfect apple, just right at the foot of the tree. And it's just ironic as well. <laughs> but that just stood out to me, obviously second to the balcony scene. But
0: yeah, Rava in that scene, I was feeling for her so bad because she's like, you're fucking kidding me, right? You're like, you're yeah. too busy running a racist news organization and your daughter's being like specifically like kind of targeted. And you are just like, oh, uh, well, where were you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm trying to get all the information so I can make a decision for us. And she's like, she doesn't even get through the sentence, but she's like, you're going to decide to maybe call your daughter. Like, what's Right, the I heard
2: doing? that. Uh, um, and also Kendall's just swooping in and deciding what their plan of action yeah. is. She's like, get fucked
1: all yeah. the way deservedly so. Uh okay, I can go next. Yeah. I appreciate the point there, Kathleen. I was kind of ping-ponging back and forth and my second watch confirmed it and it feels wrong, but it feels better that we're all kind of agreeing that the balcony scene was first, but Kendall getting Greg to go and get Mattson drugged up and like the conversation was funny and then they hit like a really nice borderline perfect dap afterwards and it was just like The connection was really there, and we've been anti-Greg a little bit this season, but I I literally said it out loud when I watched it the second time. I was like, I hate how much I loved that little moment right there, so I'm going to give that moment a shout-out and choose it as mine.
0: I think Greg had his best episode of the season. I think he's feeling himself a little bit more than usual, and he's – I mean, he just fired 100 people. He's actually doing a job that it seems like I haven't actually seen anyone do a job before in this show. Yeah. So – but my my moment actually is the Mattson and Kendall scene, just because I remember my eyes just being so wide watching. It and I think it's a it's a quote factory. I love who's going out in this shitty fucking town tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a piece of shit. And then uh, what, what was the other one I liked? Uh, oh, just um, love the deal. Love the deal, brother. Love the deal. <laughs> like, so in a million times, Shiv she was cracking was t- up last night.
1: <laughs> Shiv was so good at the in like the backgrounds of some scenes of like just getting like a quick moment and like reaction to things. Like her reaction to that was was really funny. Like the moment, the impromptu moment of silence, and she was like had like a classic like Sarah Snook confused, like what the fuck is actually happening? Look.
2: It's almost like in the office when they break the fourth wall. Like You feel like she's just kind of looking at the camera like, someone else fucking seeing this besides me, please, (laughs) for the love of God. And I always respect a cut-to-camera moment.
0: I'm going to cut right to the quotes. I'm going to steal the thunder, and I'm going to say... So don't scream people or data and stick my dick in the glock. <laughs> Mattson had a great episode too. him in that gold jacket, like hunched over this guy. He is just a caricature of himself at this point. And I liked that we finally get to see a chink in his armor because yep. up until now, he, I mean, he's still smug as fuck. Like, I don't think he actually thinks he's in trouble unless he just hides it very well. But, yep, I mean, that's a bullshitter, right? A peak bullshitter. He's never going to show his cards in that way. But,
2: yeah, he's just going to keep on pretending like he's top dog, as Kendall would. Let's be real, as as any of them would.
1: That's a fairly decent segue into my favorite quote, which is, My siblings, I love them, but not in love with them. <laughs> one head, one crown, baby. I was just like, let's go! <laughs>
0: The Kendall heads. We're uh, getting fed. The Kendalls. The Kendalls. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're. Are you a part of every head community?
0: Yeah. You know I am. Yeah. Yeah. You wear. I'm a lot not of a Greg head. I'm not That's a Greg, Greg head. I'm not a Greglet.
1: Very fair. <laughs> my uh, my backup one, because I, I would be shocked, I guess, if someone picked it, is Roman on the phone call, heading into the like initial lunch, the funeral management committee. And he's like, don't object to being a rat fucker, Tomas. Like, it's unbecoming. (laughs) I thought that was a really good line.
0: When Connor's talking about going to visit Logan, he says something like, what am I just going to sit there like I'm feeding the fucking ducks? And he just goes, thank you for ignoring me after like he hated what he said himself. He's like, thank you for ignoring me. (laughs) And that's the last props I'll give Roman for this episode. Very fair. Few and
2: far between. I had a... Well, I wanted the Matson one, but I also had a from Kendall when He's like, you know, new money got to hold those fresh bills to the light. Like, yeah. it's just so snobby and shitty. And I don't even know, are they really old money? If it's just his dad, that generation, I don't know the terms, but it just it, it struck me as just funny coming from him.
1: I saw some chatter online about it. So their mom i mean carolina was like british aristocracy like really really long family lineage of of wealth and power it seemed so i guess they get a little bit from that side
2: okay yeah that makes sense they get the brits
1: yeah that's more than enough for them to be like okay we're old money you know for sure i love a nice self-assured kendall even (laughs) if it's there's really not much like a leg for him to stand on i just love when he gets in this mode it's just the best
2: yeah and then i wrote just like when I think Shiv said Waystar Jesus, that really cracked me up. I, Shiv had a lot of small digs yeah. going in this episode, and yeah. Waystar Jesus is just very fitting from Kendall and his woke era, and him being like, it's kind of homophobic, dude. <laughs> He's still woke Kendall.
1: Fuck the patriarchy.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> when Kendall, just if we can get into stonks, oh, yeah. when Rava talks to Kendall about the Ravenhead thing, you know, the anti-ATN stuff at Sophie's school. Do you think that that he took that to heart? So when Roman approached him about the Connor Mencken thing and he goes, well, fuck Mencken, right? Do you think that's why? Do you think he was sticking up for Connor? Do you think he was saying, well, is it the worst thing if Mencken doesn't get elected? I
1: think, I just think it's a lot. I mean, I think uh, a very kind interpretation to Kendall is that the conversation actually had an impact on him. I think for him it's difficult like in that moment with rava i'm sure it's difficult for him to like not be that version of himself and then afterwards i could see himself like being upset that he acted like that again being very kind to him because obviously he has his own issues but i i think it probably has more maybe to do with the fact that i don't think he actually like likes that side of it at all i think he actually wants to like change atn i agree
2: i think it was part standing up for Connor because he was like, Whoa, hey, easy. Like he cut Roman off. And I think he wanted him to lay off of Connor, because I don't think he feels it's the battle worth fighting. Whereas Roman, this was his one shot to do one fucking thing right, or like make an, a splash. And and so he was leaning in really hard. But so I think it was both. I think it was like the impact from the Rava combo and then caring about Connor, but he, he also is not going to turn off the bigots bigot, as they say, you know, he's making money from this. He's still the face of all of this. It, it's just the reality of it.
1: Yeah. I think that's also with um, like the idea of the episode of like an election party. And, you know, there's people from different sides and Kendall's like, Oh, like let the games begin. And like, we'll all be friends after this. It just kind of shows that like the really somewhat frivolous attitude most of them have towards it. Cause at the end of the day, like they're still going to make their money. Like they'll farm the content in some way it just depends on who's actually in the white house to them. It doesn't really matter that much.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. It's like, they're so rich that it's really only in self interest and the power yeah. look to be, having a voice in it and feeling like you're driving the culture and the decision but also again like kendall seemingly can take it or leave it same with shiv i mean she's more left-leaning but i think again it's if it's going to come down to their tax breaks that's where they'll vote and i don't think they care about any other issues beyond that because yeah. they don't have to it doesn't impact
1: them and kathleen you said you like that line i'm sorry to cut you off a little bit with Matson being like so who's going out in this town and he's looking out like down onto the town and i've I felt like that was very purposeful of like reminding us that they're just like in this penthouse having this election party when there's like actual people out on the street. I mean, it, it, Megan is supposed to be, you know, very far right wing Nazi level person. And they are like to them, it's business. So like they don't see it that but there's people in the streets protesting and marching about this guy. And they're just, you know, up in this penthouse trying to, you know, getting, what kettle corn as a prize to bet on the electoral votes and all this stuff. It's just like the disconnect obviously is, it was a big part of the episode.
0: I didn't know if there was like a deeper lore or joke to the kettle corn even the second way, was, second round, I was like, "What the fuck is the kettle corn?" I think it's just a stupid joke. I think it's a tradition, maybe that Logan yeah. started or something. The way
2: Kendall like gestured toward it, it was like, "You know the fucking kettle corn prize." Yeah. It's like kettle corn for you
0: if you guess the elector. <laughs> Who wants to <laughs> win a buck?
1: It's fifteen more than forty, pounds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um we miss him. We do miss him. I miss his one liners, that's for sure. But speaking on Kendall, I think Kendall had a pretty good episode for himself. I mean, Ebba giving him the information, he's just like embarrassment of Richmond riches at that point. But I think the one, you know, swat down he had was with Nate and the whole point was I think that they were trying to get Nate and and his like dem side like the regulatory stuff they were trying to like get in good with them so they can bypass all that bullshit just like logan used to and i like that nate was like listen i'm not comfortable with this like i'm not guilt you're not your father can we relax here and i think that was like a i don't know if that'll change kendall at all but i'm glad at least that it didn't go through for him because so much of the show is just these people getting everything they want and I just really enjoyed that piece because I usually hate Nate. I don't really care about him. Well, not hate. I just don't really care about him and them bringing him on this episode, I didn't think I cared, but I was like, oh, he's actually pretty good and when he, when Nate says like, ooh, Tom, when they're talking about firing Tom, I'm like, okay, fuck, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well,
2: it was the opposite. Kendall wanted them to lean in in a way that Logan normally wouldn't, so it would stop the deal. Okay.
0: That's all. Right, but I think he wanted both, I right? Like, I think he wanted to stop that, to stop the deal, but then, on the other hand, get in with the regulatory shit for when Kendall has it. You know what I mean? Like, ease up on Kendall for when he owns it, and then when, right. I think that when for yeah. Mattson you're right, you're right, to, to shit-can the deal, <laughs> as yeah. Tom would say. For Mattson.
2: yeah and kind of build a relationship there now that he's in charge and perceives himself to be doing so for a while potentially I, yeah. yeah that and makes especially
1: sense. if they'll ever get back to it but if the pierce deal ever becomes a thing oh like yeah the, the idea of someone owning atn and pierce i'm sure would be a very nope. very big issue
2: <laughs> yeah you would hope but i guess so. you don't know in this fucking economy it's yeah. funny
0: how the pierce thing was such a big topic of conversation and now it's nowhere to be found. Not we don't even see the Pierces. Like you would think maybe a yeah. Pierce would be in that room.
1: Yeah, true. I feel like I mean a very like generous interpretation to the writers is like it's showing how actually unimportant it was. It was only important because it was like them sure. versus Logan, and now that Logan's gone, literally the Pierce thing has disappeared from the show, just like Logan physically has disappeared from the show. That could be me making a lot of You know, that's an assumption, but
2: no, I think it's, it was his dream and it died with him, right? Like they only made it theirs to do the whole like battle out dad. And I just think that. Ultimately, they can tell themselves that they want out and that they want Pierce and they want to do the new thing and the hundred R.I.P. after five minutes of that company and all the decks those people made. I, I feel them hard mm. in my day to day, but I just think it's it could circle back. But I think the trajectory is they're all addicted to this this game of yeah, for sure of Waystar Royco. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I'm thinking. I mean, Kendall for me, it's is a green hour episode. I mean, I because the, still the going Rava, strong. The Rava thing is like that's an assumption. I feel like that we've always had that. Obviously, that part of his life is bad, and we got to show—I mean, we got to see it rather this episode. But I feel like it's nothing; it doesn't really change our opinion so much. Of we knew Kendall was a terrible dad. I saw a really funny meme where it's uh, Walter White in the back of the of the SUV, like screaming from the back seat, and it's like the cycle, Kendall, the cycle, the trauma cycle. <laughs> like he's acting literally exactly the way you know that Logan would, so, like Alex had mentioned earlier.
0: It's everything he hates, right? He hated that his dad resented him for you know, Logan said his whole life, I'm doing all this stuff for you. I ignore I he got ignored his whole life, all of them, and now he's just reliving the cycle, like you said. It's fucked up. It's devastating, really. But it it was interesting because at least in season one they showed the kids. We don't even get to see Rava ever.
1: I was shocked, and maybe I didn't pay attention enough to how like old or big the kids were but it's like Sophia or Sophie's like I didn't think she was that much of a person that she would just be like walking around and and like you know having like understanding maybe like, like a political climate I didn't realize that she was older than like eight
0: I would think she's a teenager now that makes
1: sense I just I guess yeah. like you said we the kids are not really in the show ever so
0: yeah I mean when we saw him last in
2: Tuscany right or whatever Italy they seemed like Urging on like er, like preteen teen, you know what I mean? So, I, I you know, it, it, people grow up real fast in real life too. Yeah. Some, it's, I was reading something that's like succession is notorious for just like vague timelines, skewed timelines. Yeah. And while this season is very obviously day to day in the past, we don't have any fucking concept of no, of true. time passage. So, very true. pretty
0: sure it was a six month time jump from Italy to this season, right? Well, yeah, the way Shiv was like, you cost me six months with my dad. So, we could
2: mm, get into those stonks if we want. The Shiv stonks? Not good
0: for us, Shiv heads. Yes, yeah,
1: that day for the Shivlets. <laughs> I mean, I'll let the Shivlets take it away. <laughs> the
0: Shivers. What have you done for me lately? Shiv was rocking it this episode. She looked great. You know, a 10 out of 10 for nice our red, girl, bold Sarah lip. Snook. I loved it. Love the hair. Love the face. Um, But she's fucked. But is she fucked? (laughs) Because, no, because unless Madsen outs her for for being on his side. Oh, Tom.
2: It doesn't matter. Madsen doesn't matter. There is no space for her at Waystar Royco. There's two CEO bros, CE bros. Roman already feels it. One had one crown. She's fucking carved out. And I think like the, the big picture long play is looking fucking bleak. And I think that's why she freaked out. It's not said, but like she was hitching herself to Matson, and it's mm-hmm. less about that exploding and fallout for her from the perception. It's more like, I have no other fucking option. At least that's how I keep reading it.
1: Yeah, it felt like a lash out. And I mean, it obviously... Was,
2: they both lashed out. They're yeah, tired. exactly. They're cranky.
0: They're hormonal. Yeah.
1: yeah. Clearing the air, quote unquote.
0: That was the first time we see them screaming. They always great. talk in the season one... Uh, or season four episode one their fight was so calm cool collected targeted very you know intense but even keel this was something else and the acting was phenomenal and that's a long scene yeah, that's was. a lot I would be interested to see how much how many pages of script that was because That's insane. And Sarah Snook has so many amazing parts where she her voice breaks. She says so fucking flat. And in the way she says it or her voice breaks, it was incredible. But I don't know how you come back from this. So socially, she's fucked. And also job wise, she's fucked. But. I don't understand why she didn't just throw it in his face like, okay, well, I am having her baby, so suck it. I was just waiting for it. I thought it was so
2: close when he said that. Like, I guess I'll just
0: fucking abort it. <laughs>
2: like, you won't have yeah. any say. Ugh.
1: That would have been, I, my jaw would have been on the fucking floor if she said that.
2: I, I'm going to call it now. She's going to abort it. And then she's going to tell him after the fact. She's going to oh. fucking shove it
1: down his throat. It's I, a late abortion, calling, is it not?
0: It is. It's, I would say she's probably like,
1: She's we having don't almost know. 20 I think, weeks, right? I think,
0: oh, wait, right. If six months went by since Tuscany. She's
1: not that hard. pregnant, though.
0: No. So what they said was in point. the premiere or this episode, the episode four, I guess it was, because we find out after Logan dies, they said, we'll see you at your 20-week appointment. Mm-hmm. So we assume she's between 12 and 20. 12 is when you start telling people because you're you're through your first trimester and like all the all the complications that happen like a lot of the high percentage um, miscarriages and things like that happen zero to 12 so you don't tell people until that so she's she's
1: she's having that kid
2: so she's like three months you're saying ish but didn't her and Tom start stop talking six months prior? If this ep- season's only been like five days, like That's my brain is swirling. Point. Like she stopped speaking to him. They did not bang after that bomb in Tuscany. I don't think. Yeah, shits. The math's not mathing succession, and I can barely not, do math.
1: It's not okay. mathing.
2: Oh well. Yeah, that would be like a fucking nuke if she did that. But I don't know.
1: <laughs> I hope. I mean, I hope they explain. Now I'm a little upset that that math ain't mathing.
2: Right? Like, I mean, I guess we don't know what happened. Yeah, we in the don't time really jump. know. We don't know. they could. Well, the
1: but, math better math at the end.
2: But like episode one, right? Or two, like when they f- see each other in the house and she's just getting stuff, we're led to believe they haven't seen each other in a long time when she comes back from L.A. So I yeah. don't know.
0: Someone help. Someone in the comments fucking help us with <laughs> that. Please. Someone will have the answer yeah, for sure. I'm sure. Or someone will confirm that we the math ain't mathing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone yeah wants to let us know how the math and math, I would love to know how the math mathing. But uh, one thing I want to say is that it felt like good that Tom said to her that like he was like I whatever loved you or gave you support or whatever, but like it was never going to fill you up because you're broken or whatever. Didn't feel good. Obviously, it's a very emotional fight, but I feel like that was one of the first times, or maybe not the first time, but. It, that like just such a blunt correct psychoanalysis of any of the siblings was just out there in the open like that and they were kind of forced to deal with it so hard because obviously like family therapy the episode wasn't real in any sense so and i feel like we've kind of been teased with it a little bit like we talk about it all the time of like roman has you know this type of issue with these things kendall obviously has his, his addictions and his vices and things but like for it to be open in the dialogue of the show so blunt was I like it like felt like almost like a refreshing kind of moment.
2: When it's a moment where you can be hurt and break through, right? It's not like where everyone tells Roman he's a pervert every day because yeah, people yeah. are trying to flag the issue and it's just seen as a joke. But yeah, I agree. I, the whole scene was just so beautifully done and so sad and painful. And I do believe that Tom was in it for love. I believe like he had also other motives But I feel like he could have did that with someone else, Rich, too. Like, he would have wormed his way in anywhere. But he ended up loving Shiv. He's more complex than that. And I think she's just such a hardened, broken exterior. Hardened exterior, broken interior that I don't, you know. I think the reason they're yelling and we actually see the emotion is because she says, I don't care about you and I don't like you. But that
0: it's so plain on her face that that's Mm -hmm. a lie. It's really a shame because Tom could be in such a good relationship i feel like depending on who he's with i do think that it's so interesting and the scorpion you kill me i kill you yeah it's a little like yeah let me give you a snake bow tie like what the fuck oh i i kind of wanted it to be i don't know what i wanted it to be but when he says you're a tough fucking bitch and you'll land on your feet because you always do or whatever it is Just hearing him say tough fucking bitch was something else. But we kept saying, and you specifically said it today on the second rewatch, that I can't believe that neither of them are American. Like, their accents are perfect in that. And they're... It was just phenomenal. I... I I don't feel bad for Shiv. He's being so hard. She says, while she's literally carrying his baby, you you maybe won't be a good mother, you know? Awful. But she was being awful again. Like, even in a day where she sort of kind of sticks up for him about Nate but ultimately like immediately was like fine whatever I can't believe that she was just letting that happen she's so selfish it's selfish it's insane and then on the other hand Tom like Tom during the ATN firings is like making faces and being a dick and I'm like Both of these people have flaws, but at least Tom is trying with Shiv, like within the realm of the relationship. Like both of them are kind of shitty people, but Shiv more so. But I don't know where I'm going with this. I just think that it it was so loaded. It was so, there's just so much to think about. We all have a lot of feelings about Tom and Shiv.
1: Did either of you feel like I saw, I was reading online of people feeling uncomfortable that it was taking place on the balcony, not because of like the glass doors, but because of like the height, like they were like nervous that something was going to happen. And oh. I didn't feel that ever during this.
0: I turned to Alan. I said, what if Tom jumped after that? Oh, like a Tom, Tom and
1: Baratheon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Yeah.
2: Well, you said, I just, that was maybe the only fear. I didn't think anything was going to get physical, but I think we thought maybe like Oh God, is Tom just like fully over? Because then he goes inside and snaps anyway. So that he's would have been so nuts. He's breaking down internally. I think so. Yeah. Say just say as I wrote, uh, Shiv is down bad, but Tom is somehow down batter. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they give us that like scene at the end of him just head on the pillow, staring up, and uh, I mean, you could interpret it as he's sad. You could interpret it that it's like you know revenge unhinged tom time with two Someone episodes said left. That.
2: Yeah. I, that he's like scheming and i was like i read that more as just like sitting in his sadness because yeah. at the well, end I mean, he, like, he like tip top like the way he said he was like fucking great it was like devastating the tone and yeah. face
1: I mean, everything kind of fell apart from him in, in one day in the space which was supposed to be a great day for him and it turned out to be a terrible day yeah i mean i could see like i said a little bit earlier of he obviously has all the inside info on Shiv. Like, he knows that Shiv is, has been trying to, to fuck the CEO bros. So, I do wonder if he goes and tries to get his whistle wet in a different watering hole.
0: The last thing I'll say about Tom for me is that how embarrassing is it when he's wrapping the party up? Like to me, with four, they say it's 40 of the most important influencing people in the world, and you're just being like, Get the fuck out. Yeah. I'm sleepy. The, I'm tired of it all was really throwing me the whole episode until I get it at the end when he's eventually like, I'm so fucking exhausted, and I'm tired of you too. Like, I just don't have the energy to be awake and all i'm hearing is that i'm getting fired in my own fucking house so peace out but it's so embarrassing to just scream like no get out see you later go cry
1: yeah he couldn't handle like i used to in college and just go to bed (laughs)
0: yeah me too get the (laughs) earplugs out get the sound machine time and shut the
1: fuck up (laughs) just let it burn out down there
2: yeah well speaking of ce bros i guess like you said it it, maybe he'll Turn on shit with them. I guess we should talk about the bottom of the barrel. The yeah. man who keeps digging out Ooh. the
0: rock bottom, in my opinion, just keeps going lower.
1: Yeah. Roman. Terrible episode for him.
0: So he's already feeling shitty, I think, because living plus stock is up. Right. And Kendall went out there and made a big show and everyone loved it and ate it up. So now Kendall's the big man on campus and Roman is left feeling like, fuck, I probably should have done that. Plus you know, Kendall's wheeling and dealing himself here, but Roman puts all of his energy into getting this Mencken deal done, like to get something done. And then Connor's just shutting him down. And yeah, Connor Connor's a clown, but he's our clown. So relax. And he's put hundreds and billions of thousands of dollars into this, not billions, but you know what I mean? Maybe a billion at some point, but I'm just so happy that Will is such a ride or die. And her line about being like my family and my friends really hate him. And that held weight, you know, I was so happy because it's literally like just pretend it's Trump and we're in the room and they're like, well, Trump's going to win if you just get your brother to quit. It's like, go fuck yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, in reality, that actually probably is the best uh, moment for me is Connor kind of saying like, you know, there's one person in this room that doesn't think I'm a joke. I'm gonna to listen to what she says. So basically, and he handles all of the insults very well. I mean, Connor, I feel like obviously, unfortunately he has practice with it, especially with with the three of his half siblings. But uh, I mean, honestly, like a true presidential candidate right there. he handled it very well and just kind of exit stage left.
2: Yeah, I said that on the second watch. I'm like, man, he was so calm in his response to Roman. Like, I would want to punch him in his stupid oh, face. Yeah. He's just... He's back to, like, season one level Roman of just, like, shitting on his siblings. I mean, he can't do it to Kendall. He, he cannot do it to Kendall. And uh. I think he... Like, him and Shiver are in a better place. But I think, you know, he's looking for a punching bag at every turn, and this time it happened to be Connor because he thought he could make some, like, lemon lemonade out of lemons with this. But it just... And then he turns on him. The second he doesn't like do exactly what he asks, mm-hmm. he's just fucking snapping. And it's just childish and embarrassing. So props to Connor. Roman stock down still.
0: I mean, Connor's exploding in Alaska. Four, five, six percent. His stock's up.
1: His stock's let's up. Fucking go, up. Baby, let's go. Let's see
2: what America decides.
1: We <laughs> we fucking had to be patient, but us conheads, baby. It's paying off. The long range view of the investment is paying off.
0: So, Roman, the reason Roman's such a dick, like, in that scene is because Jerry really lights his fire. Because Jerry was not letting him have it. I mean, come on, Rome. Like, I didn't actually fire you. Like, my dad fired people all the time. They didn't stick. Like, that yeah. was the worst thing he's ever said. Like, what Especially a Especially
1: because, yeah, the big part of the fight was you're not your dad. That was her and, whole point.
0: Well, I think, like, where he really just
2: fully... Ended it any shot ever of any rapport between them was saying she's bad at her job like the the yes. Companion pod and jay smith Cameron being like it's the one thing you cannot take from jerry Say what you want about the rest of the fucking suits um, And the ogs and even the new gen roy. She's the only competent motherfucker besides carolina frankly yeah. And to say that is such a deep insult and such a personal affront. like you can't come back from that yeah. and so I think that was evident in their conversation. Like, anyth- Roman always wants to say his insults are jokes, right? He's that guy was like, well, I was just kidding. And you can't, you know, walk that one back.
0: Roman stunks are down, baby.
1: Yeah. And especially, I mean, he tries to... Probably the first time we've ever seen him be somewhat cordial to Frank, I guess. Because he's like, oh, good. Like, she came. Like, that's got to be good, right? And Frank's like, no, it's not. She's pissed. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> I thought that part was, was great.
2: He was like... I- Listen, I think Jerry could come out the best on top if I this hope. Is, if they she gets out before whatever the fuck Kendall's about to do this company. Yeah. Wh- whichever way it goes, even if Gojo still buys, it's looking bleak. Either way, you spin it, so get that money and run and say you weren't there for the implosion. Looks great on your resume if you yeah. don't retire.
1: You it know? was, I mean, was great for Jerry. She came in, had her martini, showed face, showed Roman up, showed she wasn't scared, and she's killing it.
0: You think Jared has a family, like kids, not a husband, I don't think, but do you think? She said he died.
2: And she, remember, like, there's a scene of her enrollment, and she's like, my like husband or whatever. And he's like, You had a husband? And she's like, You were at his funeral. <laughs> that was in like oh. season two, or no, season one. It's when they're in the hospital. And I when Logan's like she- almost dead in the beginning, she's like,
1: You were fucking there. Wow, I feel like she has kids—a kid or two, or like a daughter. I don't know why I have a memory of that.
2: I think you might be right about the daughter. I feel like she's alluded to it before. Yeah, I think she might definitely husband who passed away like
0: decades prior. Let us know in the comments. Confirm for us, please. (laughs) We're Um, lazy as fuck
1: this week. Yeah, okay. Let's go old guard still because I want to talk Frank honestly. Good episode in the sense that I love that him and Kendall, I just love their relationship. I love how Kendall pulls him aside and like, hey, baby, let's go fucking reverse Viking on these motherfuckers. And you know, Frank didn't really say no. You know, I think he's always interested to get into some wacky little scheme with Kendall for whatever (laughs) reason. So I gotta respect that out of Frank. He's He's his
2: godfather. He's he's down to just make sure whatever unfolds, he's there for the ride. But I thought it was interesting that Carl and Carolina weren't there of the of the big heads.
1: Yeah, Carl missing a party is such a miss.
2: <laughs> Kyle's even, mad.
1: I cannot even imagine the gold we were going to get out of Carl, and he just wasn't <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm fucking. I was. I was definitely upset by that. But take it on the chin.
2: Maybe he was there, and he was just like hovering around the apps, and just kept out of it for whatever reason. I could picture him just. He's just feeling good about everything, and he's just in the background, just you know,
1: with the know. steak for eats.
2: We can we can dream for him.
1: <laughs> His fucking steak frites and a whiskey, or whatever the fuck he drinks. Steak
0: frites.
1: <laughs> um, okay, I'm trying to think. I guess Mattson. Is, yes, is, is one we haven't really talked about. Like Kathleen said, I just you don't know with him really. But I feel like we talked about it. I remember me personally making a statement that it feels like it'll be this way with him, where he's not actually this like incredible businessman or anything. I mean, Eva basically tells us that it's all basically a PR stunt. He doesn't even code. They basically kind of uh, manifested or created this reputation for him. So not the most surprising thing. I'm glad it's like that though. I think it makes the character, it gives us more options with the character. I feel like,
0: well, we asked ourselves why he needs to rush so much, right? We, Fair. we pointed it out and we just didn't know, of course, cause they didn't tell us yet. And this makes sense, but it was pretty casual. Like, I feel that Ebba releasing this information is a huge faux pas. Like, I've a fireable offense, maybe. I understand that he's been sending her bro- blood bricks and hair. But even when Matson finds out that people know, he's like, who is it? Is it Ebba or the other guy's name? I can't think of what's on my head. Oscar. <laughs> like He's pretty calm and collected about it, you know?
1: Yeah
0: Yeah, I think maybe she knows I mean she's
2: head of like PR I think she knows what she's doing I think she knows she has leverage and is like Fuck it out in fuck February this. Too. Yeah it's looking bleak and she's sick of his shit He pushed her too far And she decided to give Give the mice a cookie you know yeah.
0: Does it seem to you that Ebba's being held against her will <laughs> Like yeah. every scene with Ebba Is 100%. like she is Is literally a captive She's blinking twice for help Yeah for Correct, sure. Correct. The the whole scene with her with him being like, you've gotten this tenure because we've mingled and yeah. having Greg fake fire her so and all this stuff. So embarrassing. And Ebba right from the start apologizing and then like stop apologizing and then her saying like I hate parties and it, it was all very weird. Um, it, it just felt like she was being held there against her will <laughs> for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I mean... I don't know. I guess for me, I, I guess I latched on to that I'm out in four months or I'm out in February line. So it kind of was like, fuck it. I mean, at first she was like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to give you all the details when Roman was the most ineffective, awkward way of trying to get it out of her. And then Kendall somewhat normal person's like let me bum a smoke like let's have a conversation and roman's like yeah i think i know about that what are the details again And it's like dude we're not fucking six years old <laughs> like you're, this is like such a big monumental business deal that you can't act like that and get it out of her oh roman
0: immature hour you know
1: yeah seriously
0: so madsen's down
1: madsen's gotta be down i mean Matson's the deal is in complete sure. jeopardy
0: mm-hmm. it has and to. then I want to talk just about Greg because good Greg episode. He fires all these people. He seems to be in Mattson's good graces, but what does that mean even anymore? It yeah. Kind of I mean, negates. He's,
1: he's in Mattson's. It seems well much better, obviously, than the episode started. And then Kendall, obviously. I mean, he went on a little mission. They got that clean dap. Somewhat of a connection there. I mean, obviously, Kendall, they realize what Greg's kind of MO is. I mean, everyone does. It's It's quite obvious, but. At the very least, he's somewhat of a useful idiot to both sides. So he kind of he did well to position himself. Cause I, I feel like one of the first lines he has in the episode, beside, I guess it's after the firing, but when he's like complaining, he's like, I can't wiggle, I can't wiggle my way in there, which I thought was an interesting choice of words. It was just kind of like very, just admitting that that's what he does. He's just a little worm trying to wiggle in, but, and then it works out by the end of the episode.
2: He's persistent. That guy will give him that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Gary. gary (laughs) gary
1: that was so good (laughs) oscar also just like spits in his face which was insane yeah
2: and then what's Matt to say he's like i thought you were just like backwash at the bottom of the gene pool
0: (laughs) oscar calls him a dingleberry he's like just hanging on (laughs)
1: yeah that was great greg i mean to his credit i guess in some weird way just takes it on the chin Oh, yeah, they God. Just shit on him in that
0: scene. Oh, and then he's like hung in long enough. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So Greg's up. I hate to say it, but the Greg stock's up. Oh,
1: Greg's definitely up. Yeah. Someone, unfortunately. Yeah. I love how we've soured on him so much.
0: I know. We really have. So, okay. We have eight, nine, 10, three episodes left. Mm-hmm. Let's put a guess on the board. We've got the election, we've got a funeral coming up at some point. I assume that's the series finale. So I think what is. do I think we they think they released
1: some info and I don't want to spoil things, but I'm pretty sure that there's been fairly big hints that the funeral will be the finale.
0: That makes sense, right? I yeah. feel like that'll really hit the emotional beats as well as this the intense and immaculate vibes you yeah, <laughs> know, of yeah. a succession episode. It's a lot building. Like I wonder what nine would be then. Like I don't I just don't know anything like a game of thrones nine it's gonna yeah, fuck well,
1: apparently next episode is supposed to be yeah like insane so we'll so see I guess- also i mean i just want to do it so we don't forget to, but Marsha name drop in this episode she's obviously going to come back and carrie got a name drop too a roman and that weird sympathetic mind that he has for carrie in a way he wait what did he say he just said her name he said carrie
0: like At the brunch? At the the funeral committee brunch? Okay, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that either. Interesting. I was just thinking about, I can't believe we haven't seen Carrie like pop up again.
1: Unless I I was moonbeamed on edibles when I watched, but I'm pretty sure that he said (laughs) Carrie. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, so we'll get Marsha again. I feel like the funeral, like you're saying, is the perfect kind of finale.
0: So I guess what I was going to say is on the board, do we think there's going to be some sort of succession like this is the end and this is who in charge are they going to leave us on a cliffhanger are things going to be still in motion like do you think there's going to be a this is who succeeded
1: <laughs> I think the low-hanging low-hanging fruit like easy take is that Kendall will just kind of become Logan like the siblings will become kind of Logan and his siblings I, Roman obviously isn't going to become you and in the sense that he's like more left wing and progressive and kind of fucks off to himself and does those kind of things. But I feel like it could very easily be that Kendall kind of just fills in that I mean, it could be so on the nose that Nate literally says like you're not Logan and that's okay. But Kendall obviously isn't listening to him and just becomes Logan.
2: Yeah. Or Shiv the Ewan because she's a little left and mm, like scorned and then is And Roman Roman Rose, whatever happened to her. Seems nothing she died good. Right uh-huh. I don't know, but it's funny that Connor's like, we need a tight 90, and the episode's going to be, like, what, 90
1: minutes? Oh, wow. What a fantastic. What if it's,
2: like, moment is. by moment?
1: That Woo! would be great. Oh, my God. I, I forgot I just don't know that. how
2: they're going to leave us with, I don't know about, like, bows tied. I don't know, man. I know. Oh, there's
1: going to be so much open-ended. There has to be. <laughs> it, it's not, like, the, not enough time is passed in this season to give us everything we want.
0: I trust him. I trust them oh, to bring yeah. it home. I just don't know. I just don't know. But maybe after we'll see how eight goes, and then we'll put our final things on the board.
1: Yeah, I know. I've I been I mean, doing it now. Kendall. I think I'll put it on the board. Yeah, Kendall is gonna just fill that Logan role. I like the idea that Shiv becomes Ewan, and then I, yeah, maybe Rogan, uh, Rogan, Roman <laughs> ends up uh, passing away in some sense. Obviously, I think we can interpret. The most likely way of him passing away but hopefully it doesn't come to that yeah you
2: yeah, know what if everyone thought it was kendall yeah yeah
0: the theories fuck no we'll no
1: <laughs> i mean i don't want it to happen but i could i think dramaturgically those there parallels yeah those parallels i think make a lot of sense and again like we discussed kind of season four hype episode of what is the show really about? I mean, obviously it's not like a sunshine and rainbows. It's, it's not like there's some really like, like hero's journey plot of, you know, very like distinct sides, just like everyone's a mess and is fighting for advantage. And what's kind of the story in that. So that's like the most basic elementary ending I could think of, but I think it would still be good if they did that.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess we'll see. After America decides, we will yes. see what yes. happens.
1: Pumped. Can't I wait. I can't wait. I know. And I can't. No, I can't the- wait. No, I can't wait. <laughs> if, if fucking but, Connor, if fucking Connor becomes president and I get to do the executive summary for that episode, I'm gonna cry.
2: <laughs> I hope I see tears. <laughs> yeah. Saluting cry. the whole episode. <laughs> Just I'm have American flag <laughs> backgrounds <laughs> for everyone. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna have like a little fucking pin in my lapel or whatever lapel my label
0: i would say label too i've never i don't think i've ever heard that said out loud
1: yeah whatever (laughs) hey i have my john ralphio shirt on
0: oh i love that
1: yeah i need to get one that's connor for next episode
2: oh my god there's probably so many so much dumb merch on etsy i never thought about like a connor rap tea oh yeah kendall rap tea for sure
1: there's so many like uh like we obviously send each other fan cams like every day of different succession tiktoks but there's so many like kendall t-shirts that are like that like all pink and girly and like baby girl it's really funny i don't think i could oh, wear yeah. a connor roy for president t-shirt but i think i could rock that sticker on my laptop for sure i love that yeah and would be kind of like if you know you know it's much more subtle that way i also have way too many just like dumb like very niche context t-shirts in my closet that i probably need to to slim down on them a little bit so yeah all right speaking of slimming down i guess we should run down this episode um there's anything any parting shots anything off the top of anyone's head that they want to get in
0: love the deal love the deal
1: before, <laughs> big, big shoes, before someone can uh, can slide in our comments and tell us we missed something like last episode, whatever. If we missed something, let us know uh, in the comments too on YouTube, or even if you want to hit us up on any social medias, at Bingetown TV at pretty much everything your favorite quotes, your favorite moments. Uh, maybe you have a different take on a on a character, on a little market analysis like we've done. So just let us know. Uh, we're at Bingetown TV on everything. Like I said, bingetowntv.com is the home of Bingetown TV. Bingetown TV main podcast feed is also the home, the audio home of everything Binge Town, and yeah, fuck episode so seven. So it is, so it be. So it is, so it may be. Seventy percent of the way through, three episodes left. This was episode seven tailgate party. We are Binge Town TV, and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Love y'all. Love y'all too. Let's
0: go, Front heads Let's ride. Yeah.